Alrighty, so I do not have an intro monologue prepared for this episode. Hey guys, it's good to be back. It's been it's been a long time since I've played with the four of you. How you how are you guys doing? Uh, a little depressed. Pretty good. Not traumatized. I did not traumatize a single person. At the end of it came in the night. uh, When you guys sail away after after the desolation of of the Ricard dynasty, you guys had some supplies. You know about how long those supplies were supposed to last? It was like a couple weeks, right? Yeah, it was a couple weeks of supplies. Okay. So at this point, I want to say that you guys have been uh, on the ocean, on the bell end, as I believe it has been called. Uh, the your your pink ship has been on the seas for probably five or six days at this point as you've made your way away from Stoneholm without any particular direction. Now, I want to sort of spend this time because the interludes were originally conceptualized as a place to do leveling. I want to spend a bit of time with each of your characters. So I actually want to start with maybe the person we spent the least amount of time with uh, in the last arc, which is Cult. So, Cult, you are manning the wheel of the the wheel of the Bellend, mm-hmm. and you have re- you have just dropped anchor as uh, as the Liberty has pulled up beside you. Uh, you, uh, you spotted each other and rendezvoused, so you are sort of standing on the deck of the ship. I know that you didn't have very positive feelings about this boat the last time, but at least you know they are not here to harm you. Uh, given what you have heard from from Stoneholm and the Stoneholm massacre. Uh, I would like you to give me a good idea of what Call is thinking and feeling. Now, if I can get that little girl on that boat, she could slaughter the lot and then we could take it as our own. How do I get her on the boat? Okay. So, so like, at this point, maybe uh, Captain Showwolf, Bottle Brew, and Dennis have, uh, ha- have maybe boarded the ship and are walking around, but you are sort of hanging back. And maybe looking at the more pragmatic side of the tragedy that just occurred, though you're wait you're chaotic evil, so it's probably not a tragedy to you at all. I don't know. I, I told the call told Maeve that it was pretty badass what she did. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. Um, I know that you uh, called also. You had for the sake of food, you had uh, captured a couple villagers' bodies. Uh, do you know if those would still be laying around, or or are you okay? Like letting Edmund throw those off the boat. Yeah, there's rations. no way I let those just hang around. No, he pushed them off the side of the boat. Fresh food straight into the water. What was your reaction to that? Uh, I mean, call my reaction as a player. Sad face. <laughs> Sad face. My reaction as the player was like, no, I wanted that. But call would have been like, nah, there's always more villagers, I suppose. Holy shit! So call you having uh, you sort of made the boat a little bit of a home. I know that you've etched some runes all over it. You've you've mounted the skull of Bell the Giant on the on the end of the ship, hence the name. Yep. And uh, and you probably are more familiar with this area and this boat than anybody else. So while you didn't have a whole lot of experience last time, we're still moving you up to level five. And I want you to walk me through what it is you uh, what it is you're changing with your character and maybe how this relates to what their what your experience has been in this last adventure? Oh uh, well, um, so now I'm I took another level in necro uh, in uh, wizard, so okay. I got an ability score increase. So cult has used this time to maybe ruminate on what he has learned. He's become a little bit more intelligent. Um, his his intelligence is now an eighteen, um, and he's l- taken the chance to experiment with some spells. He now has uh, I think animate dead and fireball. 
Um, but that's basically the big increases for for my level at that point. Yeah, that's right. So what what are your level? I know you're multi class. What are your so levels? So I'm a cleric of knowledge one, necromancer four. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. Um, so at this point, I didn't have a whole lot prepped for you because you are sort of like the unknown from the last adventure. I just wanted to sort of get a sense of what you're doing and thinking. So as I move around the ship, feel free to interject. Like you are, you're just sort of meandering around, maybe uncomfortable with the fact that these people are on your boat when you could be leveraging them for something greater. So pipe up at any point. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now I want to play with the kitty. Okay, so actually, Maeve, uh, I'll be getting to you in just a moment. Um, Next up, actually, I want to cut to the to to Edmund. Edmund, you're sort of bracing yourself on the railing on the side of the boat. After a few days at sea, I think that you've gotten a little bit better at at uh, keeping yourself in line. Your nausea has sort of subsided, but I'd still like you to make a Constitution uh, check for me. Already, or uh, check or saving throw. Oh, let's do saving throw. I'm sure you have proficiency Ooh. or something. Uh, well, I am a paladin, but I am not level six. Uh, so that is a two plus two, four. Two plus two, four. <laughs> okay. So you uh, you have actually been doing pretty well on the boat, but as the Liberty slows down and pulls up beside, uh, beside you guys, this, this ship is easily twice your size. Uh, the wake of that ship sends a giant rocking motion through the entire boat. And Ooh, right a, here it goes again. And a little bit comes up as Bottle Brew sets his foot on the deck of your ship. Uh, so I don't know if you want to try to choke that down or if you're just, like, going to let everyone see what you're dealing with. Yeah, no, I try to keep up, uh, like, the straightest face I can and just, like, welcome aboard. <laughs> 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 okay, so at this, Edmund, uh, you standing there uh, at the side of the boat... Um, I'm going to say, uh, at this point, Maeve and Locke are elsewhere. I think either at the bow of the ship or uh, below deck. But, um, so, uh, Shelwick Bottlebrew, he sort of, like, makes his way over to you and says, hey, it's, been a, it's been at least a fortnight since I saw you last. How have, uh, how have you been holding up here on the high seas, sir? Um, could, uh, could you remind me of your name? I come across so many... Uh, <clears throat> Adventurers. Sir Edmund Montgomery Blackwood, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Ah, Blackwood, I, the name of a bastard. Well, you have uh, you have no enemies here I, on the ocean. I grip the my, like the the hilt of my sword, and I just like <laughs> tighten my grip on it. Well, cool. at this, I, I think, well, you, uh, obviously you don't enjoy what he just said. You probably understand that it's kind of like someone from the, like, who's born in the 50s using an insensitive term. Like, they think that they're saying something fine, even though they're definitely not. Like, he um, gives you some dap when he does it. Oh, my bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I speak a little jazz. <laughs> so, so he basically, he walks up to you and he says... Uh, the ship looks like it's uh, it's holding up well. I've uh, where? Yes, uh, our beloved uh, crewmate here has made some modifications uh, since last we met. All right, and yes. I and just like glance over to the giant skull affixed <laughs> to the front of the boat. Well, it's, yeah. it's on the helm. It's on the helm where I'm steering from. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, okay, so the so I pictured it like a mermaid attached. Yes, to the front. so did I. That's what no. I thought. Okay, I'm keeping it close. <laughs> okay, um, now at this, uh, Dennis, the the sort of androgynous elven woman, the Dennis. Dennis, yes, uh, he. The menace. Uh, they nice. are walking. They have just come upon the ship as well, and and aren't really engaging 
with uh, with Blackwood the way that Shellwick is. Uh, actually, Dennis, they kind of walk over to the to the helm where the skull is, and and are like sort of staring as it puzzledly. Uh, Call. I'm guessing you're right behind that, so you're watching yeah. Dennis do this. Yes, uh, enjoying my handiwork. I took some time to decorate the skull, skull properly. <laughs> Dennis sort of raises one eyebrow and says, "Fascinating," and reaches a hand out to like sort of brush her brush uh, her hand across the face of the skull, which has etchings in it, and the skull gives like a little like a chomp. Yeah, the cult <laughs> smiling the entire time as he sees this <laughs> happening. And basically, Dennis, like, face doesn't change, but, like, leaps a couple feet backward. As Wait, I don't get skull- to roll an attack for the skeleton? Do you? Would you like to? I would fucking love to. <laughs> cool, go ahead, roll them bones. Uh, and because I'm a necromancer, I guess. At least a 16. At least a 16. Okay, so at that, uh, the as the... Skull on the head of the helm starts to chatter. Its teeth do chomp down on the end of her uh, of her finger, and uh, you see uh, a little bit of blood dripping off of there. You've uh, roll a what a d4 or something yeah, for a, a skull for biting. A yeah, I'm gonna consider that like an unarmed strike. Uh, uh, two plus uh, yeah, just two. It doesn't have a strength okay. modifier. So. So Dennis <laughs> takes two takes two damage. Um, <laughs> it worked. It worked. <laughs> Shelwick and Edmund. Uh, Shelwick has, has taken you over to the other side of the boat, sort of like hand on your back. Dennis sort of like walks up next to you guys, and is like, "Sir, I feel like uh, I, I feel as though we should not linger here. There are strange energies, uh, strange energies lingering around." And after a pause, says, "Do you have a bandage?" And, and oh, then yeah, Shelwick... I'll, I'll lay on hands and just, like, cure that. I, my <laughs> dearest apologies. My uh, <laughs> my crewmate has been on the boat, I fear, too long. I think we know uh, a thing or two about madness out here on the seas. Now, that actually brings me to a bit of a question here. A little uh, a little birdie told me that, uh, that, that uh, Stoneholm has been receiving a bit of, a, a bit of an odd treatment lately. What the hell are you guys doing out here on the seas? <laughs> oh, we are, we are enjoying ourselves quite rightly. <laughs> I just picture uh, you like reading a popsicle joke right now. And you're just like, <laughs> 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 um, so at this show, it just kind of like looks at a uh, looks at cult with a fake smile. He's like, <laughs> and then tries to turn Edmund away. And he's like, it's like. Listen, I, t- I I tried to be friendly to those out here who have nothing uh, nothing left and need to fend for themselves. So, uh, I think you've I think you've got to tell me here. Are you out here to stir up trouble? Because I ain't got no room for that here on the seas. What are you doing? We've never had the intention of making any trouble. Well, with the exception of the cackling buffoon over there. Uh, <laughs> but we. Got him. I promise you our intentions are good. We're just trying to find a home for this young woman. All right. Well, if you're trying to find a home here, are you are you looking to get back to the mainland? Are you looking to, to set up shop? Because if this is how you guys are going to be running things, I have to say, regardless of what I'm doing, plenty of folks and spirits out here that are going to try to sink you straight to the bottom of the ocean. Well, they shall not do so easily. I should say that. Um, don't don't mistake us for some petty little people on a boat. We are capable 
and we are going to make our way probably back to the mainland eventually. Um, I think it's a more stable place to raise a child, um, but it will not be without its challenges, for sure. And at this, he sort of bites his lip, uh, strokes his beard, and, and looks up a bit wistfully at the horizon and says, Blackwood, I know a thing or two about the name. You hail from Alan, is that right? Yes, yes, that is correct. Uh, you, you know of Alan. I'd say that you and I have a bit of a shared ancestry, and if you hold the values of that place as closely as I do, this must be turbulent times for a mind such as yours. I, uh, I pull back, like, uh, a part of my cloak. That sounds weird. Uh, and I just, uh, <laughs> I show... You're a thud as it hits the deck. Sir Edmund the Flasher. <laughs> uh, and I just, uh, I, I show him the, uh, the crest of the, uh, Order of the Golden Bark. And he basically smiles at you and, and says, The death of so many must weigh heavily on a mind such as yours. Trust me, it won't be the last time that tragedy strikes at the heart of who you are. He, he puts his hand on your shoulder uh, and, and he says, it, it will take everything inside you to be resilient and be strong. But you're right, that last needs you. Uh, so promise I, me that you will do right by her and I, by this ship. I've, I've sworn so to myself, and there's no bond I'd, I'd be less inclined to break. Okay, cool. So the, uh, hold on, wait, where did I put oh, it? So Colin, I also want to make a note. I'm going to collect whatever little bit of blood from that woman, that elf, and I'm going to keep it. Okay, you get your CSI cotton swab and then take it right off the deck. <laughs> uh, just, um, you, can I you, turn to you, the captain, and I just want to say real quick, if you really, truly have good intention and you'd like to be friends with us and hopefully help us on our journey here. I think what we'd really need is something to combat nausea. Do you have uh, <laughs> like an echinacea or like a, like a mint or something I could he pulls, he pulls a bottle of Pepto out of his pocket. No, he, um, he, he basically says, well, you guys are on a bit of a small vessel here. Uh, you're going to feel every jolt that the ocean has to offer. Maybe what say I give you a spin on the liberty, and at that we're gonna cut away from this conversation. At this call, you know that gif of the guy like smiling and shaking his head yes. That becomes oh, yeah, that- calls just like yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so at this lock, where are you gonna be on the boat? Uh, I know we're following. Uh, so okay, so uh, above board thing right here. Last time we recorded an above board interlude like this, uh, we uh, this it was before. Uh, salt marsh released, so there were not official boat rules. Now there are. So if we're talking stat blocks, I'm using the keelboat stat block for the bell end. Though I am adding sort of like a below deck area with the fiction of the pink ship and the flat bottom, there would be more room for stuff like that. So there is uh, a poop deck, a below deck, and a crow's deck. A poop deck. A poop is deck. there an Odo deck? There's there's no Odo oh, yeah. deck. Um, those are my cat's names, audience. Thank you. So uh, Locke, where would you be hanging out? Um. What time of day is it? Uh, high noon. I'd probably be just walking around the deck then. Okay. I so think I'd be more toward the front of the boat. All right. Looking out as we're traveling across the seas. Okay, so so Locke, you are leaning against the, the, the front of the ship. Uh, with the anchor dropped, you feel it uh, sort of like rolling gently up and down uh, as the choppiness of the, of, of the waters... Um, Continue to move the boat in its position. Now, reflecting on what happened in the last arc, when we saw all those 
people die. Uh, I noticed that, that Locke and Edmund each took sort of a lot of care for Maeve, given the tragedy that she incurred. I don't know what that did for for you. So I, I want to talk through maybe how you react to that and what's going on in Locke's head. I mean, I have a daughter, man. Like, that could have been my kid. Yeah. And I know she must be so scared and... There's, I just want to be able to help her put that out of her mind, but there's there's no way you get over 70 people just dropping dead. Yeah. And I know she didn't mean to. Like, she's still learning her powers. She's still trying to figure out where she is in this world, but especially with cult, like, reinforcing that mindset, Edmund and I have to do everything we can to keep her sane. Yeah. So, so Locke, I think that... Right, I hear you laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because Cult's journey is to make her as insane as possible. That's my guess. Cult's not yeah, insane. We got this real dichotomy going on. <laughs> Cult's so, not insane. He's sane like a fox. Great. Just great. Exactly what we need. So, Locke, I, I think that when you watch um, when you watch Maeve deal with the fear and the struggle, and, 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 and I think she sort of like came to understand the gravity of what she did, but it's still something to process. But you... I think that you might see a little bit of your own of your own daughter in that and especially right. when when your wife had found out about the connection to the black tide and that this sort of that this sort of like mob was going to pin a bunch of stuff on you and she she believed it wholeheartedly. What was that like for the family? That was absolutely brutal. Like the fight itself we lived in such a small place like Cindy was just sitting there listening to her mother berate me over and over and over. And I could see that she was scared. She had tears flowing, but I couldn't do anything. If I even tried to move toward her, my wife would just snap back at me. So I felt helpless. I felt powerless. There was nothing I could really do in that situation besides just let them go. And that makes me feel more guilty than anything. And I think... I really care so much about keeping Maeve safe just because it's the only way I can kind of redeem myself, if not only in my own eyes, but in the eyes of the universe. Yeah. No, I think I think that that, that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, and Josh, I'll get back to you with this too. But um, So you're sitting there, and as you sort of reflect on this, uh, we're going to be moving up to level five as well. That's sort of uh, what, the, what the, the, the lasting effect of this episode is. But considering... Considering your resolve to ensure that people like Cindy never get hurt and that you can protect these people in your life, uh, we're moving you up to level five. What's changing? What are we doing? So, sadly, the fighter class does not get a lot of options when it comes to level five. I'm pretty much locked into what ah. I can and cannot do. But, like, for, for example, my own, uh, like... Oh, what's it called? The martial archetype mm-hmm. is the Eldritch Knight, and at fifth level, the literally nothing changes um, for that archetype. Like I go up to fifth level, and I still know two cantrips, still know four spells, and I still have three first uh, level spell slots. Mm-hmm. But from the fighter itself, I get the ability to attack twice, which is sick. Um, going to be pretty helpful every time I make an attack I can choose to attack again for free I do still have the uh, what's that shit called action surge too so Mm -hmm. I can just like 
absolutely wail on somebody in a turn if I feel like it. Yeah. Um, I do get a lot more health, so trying to be a little tankier. My proficiency bonus goes up, and that's pretty sick, but I think in general, I'm going to start trying to spec into things that are more either protection-oriented or yeah. more utility-based that I can use to swing uh, either the safety of the party or like something like that, rather than just going for raw emotional baggage level yeah. damage like I was starting out because I was just so angry about the situation I just wanted to take it out on a bunch of baddies yeah no I think that's great I, as as you sort of reflect on, on what it was like to lose your family you resolve never to experience anything like that again and you'll do whatever it takes to protect them you hear the laughter of cult and of bottle brew behind you as they sort of meander about the ship uh, and I'm gonna say that you walk over to, you walk over to uh, Bottle Brew and Edmund as they're talking, uh, and you have just heard Bottle Brew say, "Maybe we should take a spin on the Liberty" or something like that. And your ears perk up as you approach. Uh, the three of you are now sort of in dialogue. Uh, Edmund Locke, what are, what is your response to this? Um, that you mean the, the rather large boat you've got there? Uh, if you're if you're worried about uh, about losing your stomach, I promise that. Well, you won't lose it quite as fast. Uh, could you give us a moment? And I'm just going to, like, uh, try to shuffle off with Locke here real quick mm -hmm. um, to the other side of the boat. Just be like, I, I don't know that I trust going on a boat with a bunch of pirates. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what this guy's motive is either. He seems, seems well-intentioned, but I can't imagine why anybody's so focused on making sure that we don't cause trouble would live the life of a pirate. I think their whole modus operandi is causing as much fucking trouble as they can. Right? And I I'm under the impression that maybe maybe he's heard of our tales or our deeds and I don't know, maybe he's trying to capture us. I, maybe it's just paranoia, but you know, that last little adventure we took didn't go so great, so maybe a little paranoia is good. <laughs> so I think it's totally fair. If he heard what Maeve did, he might be trying to exploit her or something. Can so, I roll, like, uh, a retroactive insight check on the captain? Uh, yes. Oh, fuck. That's a three plus three, six. Okay, well, what are you trying to find out? I just want to know, like, does it seem like he's like, yeah, come check out my boat, it's pretty cool, or is he more like, come onto my boat, people? It's... From what you can tell, it's more the former. Like, he seems to be in good spirits, just like the last time you saw him. Um... I, I want to remind you guys that when you're looking at the ship, it is it has got a patchwork of a number of different things on it, and most of them seem to be like you know flags from Atridian ships, Mage Lord ships, um, a lot of like pieces of metal slapped all over the place, things that would maybe make it stronger. But it's it's you notice there are more of those flags dangled along the the, the railings of the deck there, and they're almost like um, I mean they're almost like. Hatch marks. Trophies. Yeah, yeah, trophies for each one. So specifically, like, you haven't seen anything that indicates he's going against what he's presented to you. Um, but uh, I do want to take a sec. Uh, so, Edmund, uh, you sort of, like, weighing the risk to your party, that paranoia after... Uh, that paranoia of, of consequence for what you guys have experienced. Um, I Let's talk a little bit about your leveling. Let, let's figure out how... Because as a paladin, this is... This has been rough for you. Let's talk about what's going on there. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Edmund's going through a little bit of a crisis of faith at the moment. Um, he's just trying to reconcile how to protect somebody so innocent when they're capable of such destruction. 
um, yeah. and really what the best course of like guiding her and her interactions in the world are. Um, you know, obviously we won't be holding any more raffles anytime soon. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at least not with toilet paper as the tickets. Yeah. Um, but as he kind of reflects, he he kind of he harkens back to his vows and his oaths and protecting light in the dark and being a guiding um, presence in the world and being a, a you know a force for good and justice. Um, and uh, through leveling up, level five is a big level for anybody who has any sort of like martial characteristics and spellcasters. Um, and because I'm a paladin and I got both of that shit, it's dope. Um, I get an extra attack. Our base uh, proficiency bonus goes up. I get level two spells. Um, I think that's really it. I shouldn't have kept on that cadence. Uh, <laughs> and I, I haven't rolled my health yet because I didn't know if we were going to do that all together. But I guess I could do that now if you want. Yeah, go ahead and do it now. Get an extra D10 and seven. It takes enough time to it takes enough time to role play. I don't need to go through every die roll. Yeah, no. So uh, seven plus two for my con mod. And that, so uh, an extra nine health. That's pretty dope. That's about a quarter oh, I guess of my I should have rolled that. Um, yeah, if, any, if anyone hasn't rolled their health, go ahead and add that to your character now. Yeah. I did. It was a six, BT dubs. Uh, well, six plus my con mod, so I think I got nine total. And uh, the other thing, too, is uh, next level is the big paladin level, so uh, look for that above board, because that's my favorite trait that a paladin gets is level six. All right. Now, with all of this in mind, uh, uh, we're going to shift gears to Maeve. Hello. So uh, uh, she's currently below deck, uh, hanging out in like the hammocks, just kind of, you know. I, I think right now she's looking for a little bit of time to herself to try to come to terms with uh, what happened. Yeah. So the uh, so the cat. Have you guys named the cat on the ship? Fluffy. F okay. Is the cat on the ship. Yes. There. There was. Ryan, there was a whole I mean, thing Colt last was time. on the boat you the whole time. No, but we, yeah, okay. That's, oh, I totally missed that opportunity. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Colt is completely unaware that there is a cat on this show. No, you're not, because last time that I played with you, you, you stuffed the, the cat in a bag and performed <laughs> a seance on it for 10 minutes and threatened to throw it into the fucking ocean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad that you forgot there was a cat. <laughs> I can't even imagine what we would have come back to. <laughs> Just all wearing a cat hat when you guys come back. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the cat. <laughs> Just like a claw falls out of his mouth. You're, you're wearing like a tail stapled onto your lower back. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Furry. <laughs> I think it makes me very sundere. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! Fucking so, Christ! So, Maeve, you are, you are sitting, uh, you are sitting on one of the cots below deck, as as Fluffy uh, sort of uh, steps over you, uh, just walking up and down your your chest and your legs. Uh, every time she walks up to your face, she sort of like nuzzles. Oh no, I said it was a boy cat last time. Every time that he walks up to the to your face, he sort of like nuzzles, pushes his nose against your cheek, and then turns around. That thing that cats do where they somehow rub their whole body against you in a smooth motion. Doing that over and over again. Can you tell Colin is a cat person? I yes. only have three. So the... Um, as this is happening, though, and you're sort of mindlessly petting the cat, your mind keeps wandering back to to the moment at uh, at the uh, Temple of Kelish. And 
you are seeing in your head a clearer vision now than you've seen before. You obviously have the memory of the bodies collapsing, but suddenly you get a much more vivid picture of darkness creeping out of your feet and surging along the ground as it wraps its way up the legs of the dozens of villagers caught in the caught in the wake of your necrotic push. You are now watching in slow motion in incredible detail as the darkness pulses up the legs and begins to tear the flesh apart and the blood spills out of the legs and then evaporates into a fine reddish black mist and it crawls up to their faces until their eyes go completely black and they are all consumed by this overwhelming movement of darkness that overtakes the entire scene before two great glowing eyes uh, come from the mist and you hear a deep, rumbling surge as as you are overtaken by the horror of what you have done to these people. And as the eyes uh, open wider to completely fill your vision with a giant basking glow of red, your eyes snap open and you are still back under the deck of the ship. You've been haunted by these visions, and Maeve has a bit of a unique ancestry and you are probably coming to terms with what that may actually mean for you and where these horrors are coming from. So Maeve, what um, what what are you what are you thinking? What are how are you dealing with this? So I think her uh, her general way of trying to cope with this is um, you know she obviously she, she recognizes that she has you know some sort of like deep innate power. Um, you know, she obviously like she she doesn't have like full control over all of it, and she's coming to terms that you know shit happens in the world, and you know you, you can't fix everything. But I, I think part of her, uh, you know, after this experience, I think one of her core ideals is now that she wants to help people who her magic like uh, detriments. Um, so I I think she's just coming to terms with that she's she wants to make right any wrongs that she does sure no that's great um how is she, how has she been coping with the uh with with this connection with whatever spirit entity or or part of her psyche that she hasn't really encountered with much clarity before i think yeah right now it's just kind of like something in the back of her mind like that you know she that she gets these you know little visions of like what happened um you know she sees the eyes that you know you described um yeah you know i think i think she has like the idea that something something is there but um maybe doesn't know, have the faculties to like put that in place yet if, well, if you want to think about it in so. a kind of an interesting way by the that wild surge it is supposed to heal the person by ha- by the amount that they like hurt people by so if mm-hmm. you want to get kind of fucked up about it Maeve may have felt good when it happened no uh, yeah. uh. Okay, are you just role playing cult in your voice now? No, no, no. That's that's that is the wording of the wild surge. You okay. do one d ten necrotic necrotic damage to anybody within thirty feet, and you are healed by the amount of damage you mm. do. Yeah, it's we just—it's the Thanos balance. Yeah, <laughs> you are like it's literally like a vampire, like a vampiric kind of thing that happened. To her. I think maybe if she was hurt at the time, she definitely would have been like, "Oh, I feel a lot better now," but like. She was full health, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. You can kind of play I, into it if you want to think about it that darkly. You can. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'm absolutely not doing that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a cool idea, but... So, uh, so something to consider going forward. As Wild Surge takes place, I want... Uh, I, I guess I want... Uh, I'm curious to see how, how this becomes clearer to Maeve. But for now, uh, as it's something that she just sort of brushes off with a lack of understanding, let's talk about what this means for the practicality of your character. Take me through what level five looks like for Maeve. All right, so as she's been kind of keeping to herself on the bottom of the boat, she has been practicing her magic uh, a little bit. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, yeah. So um, practically speaking, she's now level five, which means level three uh, spell slots, which is fucking sick, and the proficiency... Um, I already had 20 charisma, so that's already, like, pretty okay. But yeah, so Maeve, she's, uh, she's been practicing magic. Um, you know, she's, <laughs> she's been doing a large reduce on the cat, so she's been making the cat <laughs> bigger, bigger and smaller, just to, like, you know, play around, uh, practice. She's got a little and pocket cat, I think, Yeah, so the cat, I think, has been pretty cool with it, honestly. Um. <laughs> yeah, um. So the uh, I, I think something that's interesting about this is uh, last time Colt, even though he has no recollection of it, uh, revealed that the uh, that the gems around the collar of the cat are spell focuses. So you might be getting like uh, it's probably maybe stabilized what you've been going what you've been experimenting with. So it probably hasn't been quite as heavy uh, heavy for you dealing with this this extra entity. Right, and. Uh... So, you know, she, she's been practicing, like, the whole enlarge reduce thing. And she can also make things float with levitate as well. Um, oh, crap. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she she kind of, when she cast the, the spell uh, magic missile at the, the wolf things uh, in the town square, she kind of, she, she didn't really want to use that spell again, you know, because, you know, the trauma of using it is what caused, um, you know, yeah. everyone to drop dead. So she also has haste, and she's been casting that on the cat as well to make the cat run around super fast. Oh my goodness, this is this is a level of beauty I never could have imagined. Uh, yeah. Since Maeve has been casting all these spells, does she have to roll for wild magic? Yeah. Well, again, I'm gonna say no because I she, can. I'll I'll roll once. She just for shits and gigs. Okay, yeah. I'll say let's do one wild magic roll. I did just give the justification of the spell focuses, but let's uh, let's let's do one. And also, like, un- guys, for my own Happen sanity, again. I got a one. Ooh, fireball time! Fireball time! Fireball time! Fireball time! So, like, come on. Does Maeve understand how wild magic works at all? No, like, I don't. Does she I just don't... think that the magic missile caused all those people to die? Well, according to what Matt just said, I think that Maeve does think that the magic missile caused that, and not understanding what this presence is, what those eyes and what that darkness means, yeah, I think there is a pretty big yeah, lack of understanding about what's actually So she just thinks that every time she magic missiles, 70 people are gonna drop dead. <laughs> let's, let's see what we got here. No, it's not fireball. Sink the ship. Sink the <laughs> ship. Uh, I cast fog cloud centered on myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so as as you are as you wake up from this horrible vision, you you start you, you return to your pastime, uh, your sort of coping mechanism of playing magic with the cat, and uh, <laughs> and as you do, the, uh, the the folks on top of the ship, 
They're sitting, they're standing there. Uh, Locke and Edmund, you've returned to Bottle Brew to ask him about the shit, but before you can say anything, a bunch of, like, just <laughs> steam and fog pours out of the grate in the floor, and y'all are like, oh, God, what's happening? Um, I'm just gonna have the three of you call Edmund and, um, call Edmund and Locke all make a, uh, all make an insight check. Can I, can I, can I maybe do an arcana check? Yes, you can. While, while they're doing that, Maeve is gonna, like, you know, kind of go through the fog and, like, try to work her way upstairs <laughs> with the cat in hand. So, I got a three. Okay. Uh, S- dirty 20. Seven, dirty seven plus ten, seventeen arcana check. Okay, so seventeen. Uh, okay, so Locke, you're like, oh, you're thinking, oh god, we gotta get off the ship. What We're the sinking. fuck's happening? We're sinking. Your fake accent comes back as you try to be tough. And uh, and at this, the um, you hear a couple of the folks on the Liberty also start to like go, oh, what's happening down there? And and everything like that. Uh, before uh, Edmund and Colt, you guys are all both able to raise your voices and say, "It's just the girl." And then at that point, Maeve comes up, uh, comes out of the fog. Um, you know, it's kind of like her entrance at this point. Yeah, like she's owning it. Uh, like, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And then the <laughs> the girl loves a dramatic entrance. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, as she steps out of the fog, you each see like a three-inch kitten sitting on her shoulder. Um, and, and she steps out of there, and, and it's getting a little hard to breathe. And then Bottlebrew says, <laughs> sort of like waving his hand in front of his face, says, I, I think it's time that we sort of be on our way here if I... And before he finishes his sentence, you hear someone from the crow's nest of the other ship, of the Liberty, very far away, say, Captain, we see a ship on the horizon! It's the Crown Galley! What do we do? And then Bottlebrew sort of like smirks. He's still like sort of like coughing a little bit, but he smirks and looks at you guys and says, <laughs> How would you all like to do a little bit of hunting? Ahoy, and welcome back to Dice Populi. It's me, Colin. I'm the headmaster of the Dicey Waters campaign, and more importantly, I am back as the dungeon master for this episode, uh, which is called Below Decks. It is our second above board, our little transition episode, uh, before we move uh, into a new story. Now, this breakaway will be a couple minutes. I just need to get through some housekeeping stuff, and then we get you right back into the episode. Uh, I just want to talk to you guys about engagement, meaning... Stuff that lets us interact with you more directly. Obviously, there's only five of us, so we can't just all be close friends all the time, but social media is a good way for us to actually have meaningful interactions. We do stuff like we take uh, listener names, which you're going to start hearing in the episode after this one, Uh, listener items, which should be coming then too, Uh, all sorts of things to stay involved. One thing that we did last month was we said, uh, we are going to set a goal, and if you meet it, you'll get a reward. I want to... I want to stick to that conceit, uh, but we are changing it a little bit. We said that by the end of November, we needed 75 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we would give you a free PDF of It Came in the Night as an adventure that you can run playing Dungeons & Dragons yourself. Um, We did not hit that number. I think that that was really due to us not understanding the correlation between us making a request and you guys acting on it. So we're going to change this system a bit. Uh, Whenever we release a goal, and it might not be monthly, but whenever we release a goal like this, it is going to be a standing 
uh, it is going to have no deadline. Um, so I'm going to change this one a little bit. We're going to say 100. If you can get us 100 five-star Apple Podcast reviews, we will release that PDF for free. And there's no deadline on that. So let's keep the momentum going. We don't ever want it to feel negative, like you guys missed out on something or anyone didn't do a good job. There is no good job. We're all here to have fun and have a good time and share that good time with each other. Um, So uh, once we know that the interest is there, we'll put in the work and we will get you that PDF. Um, And to sort of double down on that goodwill, uh, we have another goal that we're announcing for December. So both of these are active uh, rewards that we're putting out there. Um, If we can get plus... 50 new followers on Twitter and Instagram, if we can get 50 new followers uh, on those two platforms, then we will uh, release a soundtrack for the music from episodes zero through four. So that is going to be a soundtrack that you can stream, going to post it to Apple Music and Spotify, and you can listen to that. If you just want to play it while you play D&D with your friends, it's tailor-made for it. It's great. Uh, And there will probably be and there will probably be more soundtracks in the future because God knows there's more music than just those four episodes. But those are the two goals we have. Let's get to 100 reviews, and let's get to 50 new followers. If you do that, you get a free adventure, and you get a soundtrack you can listen to. Um, really, on our end, all we're looking for is, is is finding the people that love the show. And if you need more of an incentive to follow on social media, we've been getting great fan art from Tamara Della Clark and uh, Pretend Cap and Lizzie. They've both been doing... Uh, wonderful renditions of these characters. The the art we tweeted out for this episode was by Tamara. It's just pixel art of the bell end that really captured the episode, and that's uh, that's just something we put out uh, as a part of the show now. So it's it's all been wonderful, and all we want to do is keep that rolling. So we'll be back in two weeks with a holiday special that is going to be full of surprises, and January is going to start off the new year with an adventure by Josh called uh, Trouble in paradise and you'll get a sneak peek of that at the end of this episode so thank you so much for listening for engaging sharing tweeting liking blah 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 submitting everything it's all wonderful thank you and enjoy the rest of the show how would you all like to do a little bit of hunting hunting Uh... what the ship I figured that would be pretty apparent from the sequence of dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) Colt scratches his head. (laughs) Passive-aggressive Colin in character. He's not my... He's not... He's smart, but he's not wise. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, So, basically, Bottle Brew is extending an offer to take you guys on a joyride while the fog clears to go participate in the hunting of a crown galleon. You can imagine... what happens when we leave our boat and nobody's on the boat? I mean, somebody comes and takes our boat. I mean, it stays there. That's, I suppose, a risk that you'd have to take. Does... do, Do you... Is there a way we could tow the boat behind... His boat. Okay. I I don't want to be a stick in the mud, but I'm not much for hunting people. (laughs) Okay. We're not hunting people, we're hunting a boat. A boat full of people. The call goes, (laughs) a boat full of people. Yes. Yes. Two very different line reads there. Holy (laughs) shit. Um... So, uh, so it's, uh, Bottle Brew is sort of like, uh, as ropes are being thrown back down from the Liberty, he's being pulled back up and he says, Adventure awaits, fellas! Do what she must, but uh, I think we're gonna have a grand old time! And then he starts screaming commands to the ship. 
uh, as it starts to sort of bustle and you hear the clanging of bells and cheering and, and like and like people shouting shanties. Uh, so all four of you, what do you do? I just lean over to Locke and I just go, those people are fucking crazy. <laughs> They're really crazy, but it might be fun. Halt checks his tinder box. Sorry about uh, the the fog. I, I I was practicing my magic down there, and I, uh, I I didn't really expect that to happen. Well, that's quite all right. The fog could be very useful if we need to make a, a handy escape at some point. But I, I I was just trying to make the cat float. I I wasn't trying to. You know, what you cat? Know. <laughs> uh, this one. You, and, I, and I pull. Uh, I bring it. Fluffy out. I said, this is Fluffy. What the hell is that? It's got cat blindness. <laughs> um, it's There's a cat on this boat. Yes, don't you remember? You let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's the longest you couldn't up. resist. He set up the punchline months ago. It finally <laughs> happened. A cat. The, a cat? All right, let us, let's throw it over the side and be done with it. <laughs> No. See, oh, the no, cat it, existed previously in a state where it both existed and didn't. It did exist. not because it was in the bat. It was, in and it the wasn't bag. until she showed Colt the cat that the cat actually had to die. Existed. Okay. So, okay. So at this point, again, you've been made an offer to join on on the hunt of a crown galleon. Do you accept? Do you refuse? We can split the party. We can, if you want to try to tow the boat, we could try. What do you guys want to do? I, I, I'm going to drab everybody into like, oh, come close, come close. I believe we should get the girl on the boat so she can kill all of the pirates and then we can have a larger boat. I I don't want to kill anyone else. I, I, I really, really don't, I like, really that don't like that. I, I want to stay on this boat. As Colt gets excited, Belle's head begins to chatter even more loudly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but think it would be a bigger boat and we would have, God, at least a couple of bodies. Um, play with and mess around with. There, there are a couple dozen people on the ship, by the way. We are massively outnumbered. We probably don't even know how to fucking sail that boat. Yeah, but I mean, she she killed. Just, if we kill everyone, we won't have enough and hands to man even the sails. Oh, I've got a way to get some hands also, on the sails. You, <laughs> I, I contr- I'm trying to control my power. I, I, don't, I don't need someone to tell me how to use it. Ooh. Oh shit! I'm just trying to set you free, girl. Uh, Good I'm guy, gonna cult. Sta- I'm gonna stab my fingers in a Z formation and use tabaturgy to make it louder. <laughs> <laughs> you go pow, pow, pow! It's three cannons fired. No. Um, okay, so uh, cult has pitched this plan. No, no action is still being taken. It's totally up to you guys what you do next. I am a no. I seem to be the odd man out. You can totally go. We'll pick you up after you're done. But... That seems like a lie. <laughs> Colt, why don't you go investigate? Uh, it would be fun. You can roll insight. That seems like a lie. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to leave my compatriots behind. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't mind at all. You go have fun, honey. Have a good day. <laughs> all right. Colt gets on the boat. <laughs> All right, does anybody follow Colt onto the boat? Uh, 
All right, well, Ryan, <laughs> Colt's gonna have a fun adventure and kill a bunch of pirates. All right, so Colt, basically, they uh, they they say, why don't you go over there and man one of them cannons? And uh, for those of you still on the bell end, you see the Liberty pull off as the ship appears on uh, far in the distance. And after uh, after it sails away for a couple of minutes, you guys still have anchor drop, but you hear the, you hear the firing of cannons in the distance. And I like to Wait, imagine. You, I want to say Colt says something. Where he's like, man, a cannon. He's like, I am. A cannon, and kind of like, <laughs> oh god, I, I'm not gonna miss that. He opens it. He unzips his pants. <laughs> the first thing, first two things you see is he's gonna launch off two fireballs at whatever is, whatever the the opposing ship if he gets a chance. So you guys are watching the spectacle of these two ships beginning to circle, maybe uh maybe a couple a couple hundred or maybe two thousand feet away from you guys as you see fireballs and cannons. I like to think that you hear the cannons as well as maybe Colt's laughter on. The wind as, <laughs> as as you see chunks of this other ship being blown off and and boards flying off in all directions. I was that man's to... head exploded. <laughs> so what how, what are the three of you thinking as the fog clears and you begin to see this? Should um should we at least try to tell the people that Call is gonna or Mister Call is gonna you know hurt them, maybe? I think they'll figure it out on their own. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you guys are watching this all happen. I'm going to say it's probably about like 15, 20 minutes uh, before you see that the crown ship has been completely sundered, and uh, as, as its hull basically collapses and bodies are like, you can see them trying to grab onto wreckage Titanic style. Um, that ropes are being di- are being dropped into the water as 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 chests and bodies and clothes and weapons are being hauled up over the deck of the ship, um, and, oh, and did, giant grappling hooks not, are pulling up entire chunks of the hull. Did we not just ghost him? I thought we were just gonna leave. <laughs> well, you're you guys haven't taken the boat anywhere. You guys, <laughs> you guys don't know how to pilot the ship. <laughs> how hard can it be? I'm the only one. I was totally... You know, okay, hold on. Yeah, I like this. We're going to do this. So you guys see the ship being blown apart, and you guys are like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. So the way that it works in in the Salt Marsh rules is there are like four parts of the boat. There's control, movement, weapons, and hull. Those are the components. Do any of your characters know anything about any of those? Well, we don't have to worry about weapons. Uh, So there are only really three parts. Uh, We could do that. The three of us. Okay, so I'm gonna have each of you. I'm gonna have all three of you roll survival checks at disadvantage here. I didn't realize you guys were so against Cult. He's just a fun guy looking for a fun time. <laughs> Colin, I'm using my Tides of Chaos to get advantage, so that neutralizes the uh, cool the disadvantage. Jesus, I uh, I rolled a 16, oh, but it's shit. flat, so no mod. That's your lower roll. Yeah, I rolled an 18 Jesus. and a 16. Okay, cool. So I have a, I a 15 plus 1. Okay, cool. So 15 plus 1, unlock, you got a 9. Um, so fi- so Maeve and Edmund, you guys sort of like head to your stations. Edmund, I'll say you take the wheel. Maeve, you start climbing because you like being on the crow's nest. You climb up, you start moving some of the rigging around, and the sails like slowly start to unfold, like jerking down. And uh, and, and you scream for Locke to, uh, to raise the anchor. Mr. Locke, can, can you raise the anchor? Alright, so is that a strength check? Uh, well, I'm gonna say that you get over to the anchor, and it's, uh, it's, you've got the wheel there, and it's sort of, like, a little bit stuck. 
and you're having trouble due to your maybe not so great roll, it's taking you a while to realize exactly how this thing works. There's like a pin, like a like a large metal pin in the bottom that keeps it from spinning. Uh, gotcha. So you're basically, uh, I'm gonna have you roll a strength check here. I'm gonna use this for a couple things. Okay, I got a 14 plus four, so 18. So with an 18, uh, you you uh, you hear Maeve call out uh, to move the anchor. You push against the wooden rods that uh, that allow you to sort of like walk around in a circle, and it is not moving. And at this point, the ship is uh, the Liberty has just destroyed the other ship. Colt is very happy, and Edmund is kind of like, "We gotta get the fuck out of here." Um, and you are just having so much trouble moving the. Uh, moving the, uh, the actual witch. Do either of you guys want to go check on Locke and see what the holdup is? Yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go help him with the winch. Okay, cool. So you go down with your roll, you're immediately like, oh, God damn it, and you just see the, the pin and you pull it out. <laughs> you can just be like, <laughs> Like, that's just all Locke is doing is, is groaning and grunting against the fucking wind. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just kind of watching uh, everything from the crow's nest, just kind of watching the, uh, the shit I guess battle. The, the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've, nev- I've never to seen create some popcorn. Just Yeah. <laughs> uh,. I can't do that, but I I think the cat Roll and I for were just kind of watching. That's a druid thing. <laughs> that's a druid. Uh, thing. Okay. That's a two. Really? Well, they can make like what, uh, like little food. They can like grow food and stuff. So after maybe oh, like crazy. two or three, after several minutes, I think of getting the sails down and, and getting a feel for the for the uh, for the wheel. You guys, uh, Edmund, you go down and you you pull the pin out of the thing, lock handily, raises the anchor. At this point, you've been at this for almost 10 minutes just to get the boat underway. <laughs> and you guys start to move the way the wind is taking you. And it's not going super smoothly as you sort of are trying we to turn should, the boat uh, around. We, we should try to get those people out of the water. I, I mean... Who, who knows what's in the water? That's great. You're also things. actively seeing like these bright bolts of fire hitting people, struggling people in the water. <laughs> so Ma- Maeve, uh-huh. Maeve, dear, I think we need to just let those guys swim. You, your, your heart is in the right place, Charlie. All right. Do you guys try to go to or away from the the wreckage of the crown ship? Uh, I think because that's where their attention is focused, it's probably most prudent that we go the opposite direction. Okay, so you do exactly that, and uh, Colt, I, you are on the, the bow of that ship. You're not pulling things out of the water yourself. You're maybe standing up on the on the prow of the ship, just like laughing over the destruction you've caused. Well, I'm also shooting any survivors with yes, fireballs. Yes, okay, totally, okay, yes, you're doing that Yo, too. Yo, ho, bro, <laughs> the man down. He's so as, happy, how could we take him out of this environment? As, as like puffs of steam come up from the water with each fireball that hits, uh, I'm gonna or have firebolt. Yeah. Uh, firebolt. Sorry, I'm gonna have you uh, roll a perception check. <laughs> He's gonna be so sad. You guys are trying to leave him. <laughs> well, you gotta roll the perception check. <laughs> we all just say so nothing. Sad. Cool. Roll. Just go ahead and roll the check for me. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. A uh, little plus four. You see the boat uh, trying to turn around as it sort of like zigzags and toddles a bit, like it's really just sort of like barely making a making a wide arc as it, you can see that they are trying to sail away there there's a, a mass he stops laughing come sail away come sail away what is away. it it's, it's captain bubble brew 
Uh, Bottle Brew. Uh, Captain Bottle Brew, I believe something, uh, the, something is happening. They're, they're leaving. They must be, they, uh, there must be some other enemies over that way. Uh, I, so, I suppose, uh, roll, okay, I, before I resolve this, do you believe that or are you lying to try to get some help? No, he believes that. Okay, cool. So with that, I think, <laughs> Low I think, wisdom. <laughs> yes, okay, so Bottle Brew, he's like, he, he screams to the men, it's like, have we got the plunder? And you hear a, a chorus of, yeah, yeah, a little bit. And then another one says, my shoulder hurts, as he's trying to come up the, the rope. And my they, leg? <laughs> they, who's complaining about their shoulder hurting? Um, Just some fucking dude down there who's, like, trying to pull up some, some cargo. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be an enemy combatant. Oh, uh, no, it's a, it's just someone who has to haul, haul, haul up a giant chest. Not really OSHA-compliant boat here. So, Bottle Brew, he's like, Well, then I say we make our way back. We'll catch him in time. Try to... And then he, and then as, the, uh, as you hear the bells going, as the ship begins to move again, he says, Whatever's after them, don't worry. I think we've proven we can take it. I uh, got a question. Is, yes. did they, you said they were pulling up bodies. There are dead bodies on the deck now? Uh, there are some dead bodies on the deck and some in the water, yeah, because they're trying to loot them. Okay, I'm like, uh, I claim three or four of those bodies. Is, is that okay? Uh, he, he, <laughs> he sort of squints at you like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, I, would, I would like dibs on these three bodies. <laughs> Not for any particular I like reason. The, I, like, I, I would like dibs on these four bodies. And I kind of like nudge them with my foot. And then, and then <laughs> uh, Bottle Brew sort of laughs and says, Listen, once we've got their loot, you can do whatever you want with them, you sick fuck. And then uh, he, uh, the boat uh, continues to move onward at a much greater pace than the bell end. Um, so on the bell end, the three of you, Maeve, you notice that they are catching up to you pretty quickly. Um, you can hear Colt like singing on the wind. Yo, oh, no, the man down. <laughs> It's just um, he's so happy. It's like when you when you bring a dog and it meets another dog and then the dogs are so happy. You're like, how do we take him away from this environment? Um, I'm gonna use Tomaturgy just and uh, yell down. Um, hey guys, uh, I think he's coming back. I, I we should probably just hang tight for a second. Okay. To do Locke and Edmund <laughs> respond like cooperate? I mean, I think we would be like, oh yeah, sure, we will, and then just keep trying to like figure out how to fucking just steer the thing. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna turn. Okay, <laughs> if we if we just violently throw the wheel to the side, they, they, it's such a large <laughs> ship. It doesn't. It could possibly have the 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 agility to, to swing around. Um, okay, so you do exactly that. Um, I'm going to actually have you make another constitution save. This one is going to be a disadvantage because of how hard you're jerking the boat. Uh, 11 plus 2, uh, 13. Okay, so you are overcome with a wave of dizziness. It doesn't quite make you, like, yerk like you did before, uh, but you are really having a hard time keeping your head straight as the boat tilts 30 degrees sideways and begins to jerk around in a giant arc. Um, I'm gonna have uh, Maeve and Locke also make dexterity saving throws. Let's go, bitch. <laughs> Crit fail! <laughs> <laughs> Maeve? Oh. Dex save. Oh, I'm sorry. God damn. Ooh, that is a 13 plus, I think I have a 2. So, so Maeve, you're up on, on top of the crow's nest. You slide oh, 13 si plus 3, 16, sorry. You slide sideways, and you slip between the, the, the sort of, like, posts on the banister, but you grab on pretty easily. 
the little what does itty, the cat do? The little cat is on your shoulder and slides off, and it's it extends its claws, and it's hanging onto your shirt, sort of flapping in the wind as the both of you are sort of dangling off the side of the boat. You have a good grip, so it's just a dramatic Wasn't image. Wasn't she in the crow's nest? Yeah, that's where she is. That's all the way up there that this is happening. Oh, she's hanging off yeah. the side of the yeah. crow's nest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let go. I'm going to hold the cat. I'm going to cast Levitate on myself to okay. uh, slowly lower myself down a bit. Okay, and you're holding the cat, which is now full size. Yes. Okay. Now, should I roll because I use the the tides of chaos mm-hmm. um, to you know counteract the disadvantage from before? Yep. Um, anytime you use this feature, the DM can have you roll on the table immediately after you cast a spell. Um, so should I should I just roll? Yeah, please. For wild magic. Okay. Oh, that's a 19. That nothing happens. Okay. So you do this. You manage to sort of save yourself as as the boat sort of rights and 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 Edmund starts to sort of get his wits about him. Uh, Locke, you have slid across the side of the boat and bounced clean into the fucking water. You have gone overboard. What? Crit. How? I'm so big. There's no fucking way I slid through those shoes. No, you didn't slip. It's, it's at a 30 degree angle. You slide, hit, and bounce into the water. You did not slip through the way that Maeve did. Whatever, dude. I'm so heavy. <laughs> I'm so heavy. He's not heavy, baby. He's my brother. You, they, fine, you break the banister because Cult has been carving into all the fucking wood. And you just blow straight through the side. You now have a broken rail. A crit fail. I gotta do something. Uh, you you fly straight into I the mean, water. I understand that, but I feel like I should have a chance to grab the side as I'm slipping. That was uh, the deck save. I no, the I thought the deck save was to not slide at all. No, you got. That should definitely not be a deck. That should be a strike. I rush over and I I, I try to uh, release the pin and drop anchor as quickly as possible. Okay, so you do that. The boat jerks forward. Babe, you're still floating down slowly. So as it like lurches forward, it catches your feet, and then you are now standing on the boat as it rocks safely and, I'm holding and soundly. The cat. And you're holding yep. the cat safely and soundly. Uh, Locke, you are in the water. Edmund, are you? What are you doing? I, I grab rope and I, I start throwing lifelines out. Okay, uh, Locke, I don't think it's. I think that once you're in the water, like you're fine. You're you you're not really worried. You're just caught off guard. As you no man, I'm in full armor. I'd be sinking. Oh shit. Okay, that's fair. I guess I didn't realize what. I have chainmail on. Okay, um, I assume I'd see what happened, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You see what? Okay. Happened. So I'm gonna rush over to the side and I'm gonna cast levitate on Locke as well to lift him out of the water. Okay. So you. <laughs> Does levitate have like a weight restriction or anything? You're not more than 500 pounds, are you? Uh, how much does chainmail weigh? Not 250 not pounds. That much. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like pounds, right. I think. Yeah, I think I think that you're I think that you're fine. You're getting pulled out of the water and sort of like floating in the air as Edmund is like pulling you in by the rope, and you're sort of like just ethereally floating as though zero G's happening, it's being like, tugged by. Don't this worry, Mister Locke. Tether. I'll save you. So at this, um, as you're about to grab the broken part of the be- of, the, of the railing to pull yourself back on the ship, you are overcome by a shadow as the sails of the Liberty once again pull up right next to you as Colt is laughing at you from the bow of the ship. Oh, he wouldn't be laughing. He'd be like, oh, somebody oh. get in the water. He's fell. <laughs> Okay, so somebody. So you have now people rappelling down the side of the Liberty, I guess, to try to help you out of the water as you float between the two ships. Um, 
he can only move he can only move up and down so if, uh, if somebody wants to throw him a rope like you know he could kind of yeah Edmund's, pull him over and then i'll let him down Ed, edmund is trying to like throw ropes at him to pull him back yeah in. no i've got like a little lock balloon right now and i'm just like <laughs> kind of pulling him in <laughs> okay so at this um you guys how long does levitation last Oh, it's like a minute. It's a minute. Okay, so you uh, you pull Locke back over the edge of the ship, and then he thunks back down. Call nope. you would levitate slowly brings him back down on his feet. Okay, then he's slowly let down on his feet with a tiny thunk with his heavy armor, <laughs> and Colt, you and Bottle Brew descend back down to the deck of the ship. Colt, you've been reunited with your with your shipmates. What do you do? My allies, is everything okay? I, I saw. I was worried that uh, some ship was coming in the distance and you were being attacked. Yeah, yeah. We, we, just, uh, we wanted to see. Uh... We saw a shark. We took evasive <laughs> action. Roll deception. <laughs> Should I roll an insight? Yes, please. Uh, twelve plus four, sixteen. <laughs> Ooh, I got a crit fail. I have a natural ten. What the fuck is this bullshit? Uh, no, it's plus one, so eleven. Okay, I'm gonna roll for <laughs> bottle brew. Um, okay, Bottle Brew got like a 21. So at this, uh, Bottle Brew sort of like shuts his mouth as he, his eyes are like darting back and forth between the three of you with your crit fail lock. You're just like shaking your head like, no, 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 uh-uh, don't look at me. And he's just like, he's like raising his eyebrows inquisitively and Colt is just so relieved that you guys didn't get killed by the shark. Was it a <clears throat> baby shark? <laughs> And that's where we're going to leave this tonight, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you guys are reunited. Um, We're not going to do the bounty stuff. We're not going to do the bounty stuff with the Liberty. Uh, It didn't go exactly as I planned, but that's okay. Uh, With that, though, I'd say that, Colt, you you managed to swindle a little bit of gold and weapons as well. Not swindle, but they give you some for helping Mm -hmm. with the raid. So you guys now have my four bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And they so you hear the kind of weapons we're talking um, swords, halberds, um, and shields. Anything better than just, like, normal basic shit? Uh, I think that you would probably have... I, I think that some of these... I don't want to take too much time right now. But, yeah, I would say some of them are magical. If we want to use those next time, I'll just have you guys roll that. Josh, is that okay? Okay. Uh, if, right, if yeah. you guys want to take stuff from the boat, can you just roll for, like, magic weapons? Uh, I have some ideas. Yeah, we'll, we'll Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll let you guys resolve that next time. So yes, there are some magic weapons. We will get to that a bit later. But at this point, the Liberty departs as you guys, uh, maybe with a renewed sense of vigor uh, and friendship. And renewed sense of friendship. A new renewed <laughs> sense of friendship. Uh, Is that what they call it? <laughs> Um, basically, at this point, what I wanted to have happen was to sort of get you guys out of the dumps a little bit, and I think everybody's got something to chew on. Um, yep. We've all leveled up. Uh, Colt is happily reunited with his new family, who loves him dearly and would never lie to him. I told you guys, he is an opportunistic cannibal anarchist who just wants some friends. <laughs> Best Tinder profile ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at this, the, the, the sun begins to the sun begins to turn into a into a bright orange as dusk begins to set upon you, and the liberty fades into the distance. Uh, and you each now, with a bit of extra power, knowledge, and comfort, uh, begin to sail off yet again, uh, knowing that into the sunset. Into the sunset. But. I'm assuming we got supplies too, right? Yes, like yes, you did. Uh, okay, cool. Yep, yeah, you were able to get the. Uh, I'm just gonna say that we auto stock up on like some extra food. So you are 
uh, you are rejuvenated as you have this this new plunder, these new goods, and as as you sail away, uh, Josh, I'm going to hand it over to you. So as you guys sail off, um, having been gone through a couple of turmoil-laden uh, adventures here, uh, a lot of death, a lot of destruction, you're actually set a little bit at ease by the presence of a wide open ocean. It speaks to possibilities and uh, adventures and, and a sense of calm washes over the party. Um, the salty mist spraying up from the, the front of the boat as you pick up a, a good headwind and you find yourselves uh, just kind of drifting off in towards the sunset. Um, and uh, as you guys kind of settle into the night as, as the golden sun sets, um, everybody just roll a perception check for me. Oh boy, let's see if I can keep my crit fail streak going. Oof, not good. Four plus four, eight. Two. Uh, wow. I got an eight, 18 plus one. Okay, so, so Maeve, you having ascended to the crow's nest, um, you have, you've got the, the prime position here, and off in the distance you just see a couple little flashes of light. Um, and it, and it quickly, uh, dawns upon you that, oof, there's a, there's a storm coming. Um, there's a storm coming. So I have a serious question. Yes. What yep. were you guys gonna do if you got away? Would you guys would I have to roll another character? No, I I have a I have a couple ideas that I would have worked in. Don't worry. Yeah. I um if you guys had rolled especially well, I think I would have turned originally my plan for this was to have it be well, you guys get on the liberty and you chase and hunt a thing. Um, but we took a bit longer with the character stuff, which is good. Um, so I didn't really have time to do that full thing. So I also I would have like I would have liberty... turned it into chasing the bell end. That's what I would have done. Yeah, like the liberty would have just been able to catch us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's already it's done that in the past. There's no reason it Man, can't do it. You guys are so mean. Cults <laughs> done nothing but try and be helpful and love you guys and try to corrupt the mind <laughs> of a young child. No, he has. I feel like Edmund and I have to be parents to two idiots. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Colt's <laughs> not an idiot. He's super duper smart. He's not wise. He's just not wise. I so love the idea that Colt thinks you guys were like, oh, I'm so glad you're safe. That's my favorite part of this. I no, literally, you. that's what that is his thought. He it's desperately so wants friends. I'm so glad and that Shark didn't friends. get you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I really want the uh, the two dads storyline to just keep developing. And, and Edmund just like... Give each other the side eye across the battlefield. I'm the uncle like Jesse the, of yeah, this Yeah, the group. uncle. I gotta be the bad influence. You're still a child in my mind. Uh, oh man, does that make me Bob Saget? <laughs> nope. Oh god, oh, you, you are wait, Bob. It's better than being Joey. I would also I like to Joey. just uh, formally apologize to Mr. Bob Saget. I actually think you're kind of funny. I'm sorry if I've offended you in any way. 